Hey there, everybody, and welcome into another week of Buccaneer Insider. We're back, Killian McClatchy and Nick Case. It is hot outside, but it's nice and cool indoors as the temperature continues to rise outdoors. I know I kind of sound like a weatherman getting started, but goodness gracious, it's been so hot. Tell me about the dew point, Killian. What's the dew point? I need to know the dew point. I don't have that one. Look, I'll flip a coin for you. It's either going to be really hot or only kind of hot tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day. Yeah. And the next day. Uh, don't forget, you might have some storms in there, too. Yes, yes. But you know what? East Bay Deli will solve it all. That's true. You can order East Bay Deli, and they'll come right to you. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home in air conditioning. Get the plug out of the way early. It's pretty good. That was smooth. Thank you. Either way, welcome in, everybody. We'll quit messing around. It's another week of Buccaneer Insider. Thank you for joining us. And we got another week. This one's a little bit uh, – you won't get to listen to us – talk the entire time for once as i'm sure everybody will absolutely enjoy and we'll get back to kind of regularly scheduled programming and this time we're going a little behind the scenes as we've been talking we've been kind of making our way through the athletic department we got some coaches got some student athletes this week we're going to some of the staff we've got betty palmer who's the associate athletic director for academics and it was a great chat with her kind of getting to know what she does and really how important she is to the entire athletic department. Yeah, she is, uh, she's so vital and you don't know about her role ever, but uh, honestly, without her, the ship would not steer uh, because she helps make sure the student athletes are taken care of and on the right track and make sure they're good to go and, and you know, not violating any, any academic rules. So uh, seriously, one of the key pieces of this puzzle and one that's not really talked about. No, you know, it's, it's one of those positions where, you know, it's, it's very, you don't hear much about the position, but it does so much great work and she really does for this university. So it was a great time chatting with her. We've got her coming up first. And then afterwards, we've got the Associate Athletic Director for Communications and Public Relations, our boss, Seth Montgomery. And uh, it's always fun talking to Seth. I know we we get the opportunity to chat every once in a while and we've, we've been able to actually see each other in person a few times over these last couple months, but it's always good getting to hear from him and kind of hear what his job looks like now that everything's changed. He's a man that doesn't take a break. And as much as this whole COVID thing has been rough, I have been happy for him because he's been able to take a moment and take a breath. Um, and you'll kind of get a peek inside what it's like to be an SID uh, when we get a chance to sit down and talk to him and you'll be very tired. Yeah, it, it is a chaotic life. You know, we, we can say that, that we live busy lives and, you know, setting up the broadcasts and broadcasting and it's nothing compared to what Seth does. It really is. No, because on top of having to do that, he has to corral us and herd us like sheep and it's it's hard enough to do. Yeah, he, he does that. I was going to say, he's got his kids at home and then he has to deal with us at work. So, you know, 50-50. Six and one, half dozen in the other, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, either way. We'll quit the talking. We'll quit the gabbing. We'll get on to our first interview of this week's episode. We've got Betty Palmer. Welcome in. We've got a really special guest here to start off this episode, a little bit uh, less of a athletics-focused episode and more of kind of the behind-the-scenes people that help make everything go. And first off, we've got Betty Palmer, the Associate Athletic Director for Academics, a very important position. Betty, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you on here. And, and we've been, we've kind of made our way through the sports. We've been talking to the athletes and now we, we talked to each other last week. I'm sure people were, are, are sick and tired of hearing our voices, Nick and myself. And uh, so we're glad to have you on. And so what, what have these last few months been like for you in your position? Well, definitely interesting. Um, once spring break came, we all packed up and went home and we worked out of our homes, which is a unique uh, opportunity. I'll use that to be uh, a little forward thinking, but it, it was unique, but we got it done. And the student athletes were fantastic. They worked hard. They didn't like it necessarily. And I understand that nobody really did. Um, but we got through it. And now uh, summer one just ended and we're starting summer two yesterday, uh, the summer session. So we're back in, we came back in June 1st and, uh, all got tested on that day. So it was, a, it was kind of an interesting reunion out in the parking lot, kind of fun times, but, um, 
we're doing well. I think the student athletes are adjusting well. We've gone to uh, uh, or implemented a few new things. One is virtual study hall. And uh, so far, so good. Nothing quite brings you together like having your brain touched it simultaneously by a I've had three all negative, thankfully, for different things. And, uh, you know, you get used to it after a while. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> now, your, your title is Associate Athletic Director for, Acad Director for Academics. What all does your role at CSU entail? So what we basically, once the student athlete has been admitted into the university and has a schedule, then we kind of take that and we work hand in hand with our compliance office um, as well as our certifying officer, as well as our faculty, the faculty advisors, everything to make sure the student athlete stays on their major course of study. Uh, no wavering around that sort of thing. We advise them also because you get a lot, a lot of students think they know what they want to major in, but they're just not sure. Uh, one of the really nice things, I think it's kind of a neat thing here at Charleston Southern is, is that we, through our liberal arts core, there are many different subjects that get to be taken, and they also have to be taken, but it allows the students to have an idea about that. So for instance, Com, uh, Communications 110, as we call it, Com 110 is public speaking. Well, if they happen to have some interest in the college in the communication studies, that's a perfect segue to go right in and do it. Psychology is the same way. Um, of course, you have the Englishes, the histories, the math, all that stuff. But there are certain key ones. Busy, what we call Busy 203, which is personal financial planning, is a great idea if they want. If they're not certain about any of the business majors, that gives them a segue into it. So, you know, ours is really to help them get into the area that they want to be in. It's not our job to tell them what to major in. It's our job to help them navigate the major that they have chosen or help them to find the one that they want to go down and help them develop for their future. That's the key thing. Oftentimes they don't think ahead of the day, but we're trying to help them think post-graduation, what are you gonna do, so. You've, uh, you've oh, a, do a lot of things. You have a team with you. Do you wanna give them a quick uh, shout out? Absolutely. Great staff. Um, Katie Balcom is uh, one of our coordinators for acad athletic academics. Katie is also an adjunct professor in communication studies. Um, we also have, and she's been with us, I think, three years now. And then we just have a, a brought on board Abby Ebeck, and Abby is a, uh, our other coordinator. She came to us from Texas Tech University, and prior to that, she was in East Carolina. She has a football background, has worked with uh, the defensive side of football predominantly, but she will be taking over um, track and field, volleyball, tennis, oversight for those sports. And then Katie has baseball, soccer, softball, and cheerleading. And then I have the oversight for football, men and women's basketball, men and women's golf. And so one of the things is, is you and your team, and we've gotten a chance to speak to some of the student athletes and kind of and how things were for them transitioning from in-person to online. And, you know, you kind of mentioned how your job, the changes a little bit, but what kind of in detail, what changed for you going from there on campus and being able to see the students and see the, see them every single day and help them out to now having to be on Zoom and communicating that way? Well, just that, you know, not having that personal interaction. And it's one thing, just like what we're doing right here, having this communication and seeing each other through the means of a computer, which is fantastic, um, as opposed to not having that means, but having that direct communication, um, being able to say, and they, I, this is one of the funniest things, is that if they get a text from me that says, I need to see you in my office as soon as possible. That's never typically a good thing, but they miss that. I even had a couple of them who said, we miss, you know, those demanding texts that say we have to come in. Um, we just like seeing these kids. We see so many. Um, we work with, we have probably of the 300 and right now we have 325 enrolled for fall. I would say that we'll have a direct communication with about uh, 60, 65%. So, you know, there's a lot of student athletes coming in and out of our offices um, for assigned meetings or just general communication, just updates, that sort of thing. 
Um, but we missed that. That was probably the, the hardest is that direct, but we at least got to see them. Um, I remember seeing a group of the guys and I just, when I find, I hadn't seen them probably three or four weeks. And I just looked at them all and I said, y'all just made my heart happy because I got to see you, you know. And so we're, we're that group of people who we have to be fairly tough at times, but we're also loving and we're also supporting. We want to listen, but we, wanna, we also want to help them to make their decisions uh, correctly in terms of things from the academic standpoint. Mid-March, uh, things really got disrupted, obviously. Um, student athletes were probably one of the hardest hit. What kind of challenges have they communicated to you about the whole switch to online so sudden? To make it pretty simple, they don't like it, um, which is interesting and kind of humorous because oftentimes, hey, I just need to take some online classes, you know, and now they got it. Be careful what you ask for. What they also didn't understand, and this was something that we helped to communicate, was the difficulty in transition for the faculty to online. That was something once that was something we needed them to understand as well. It was a two-way street. Um, because you gotta understand, we have certain subjects, they're not taught online and probably shouldn't be. And that would be accounting, math, the lab sciences, very difficult to teach online. So it was it we wanted them, we wanted the students to understand it was it was also, and they and they knew that the teachers conveyed that as well, but um, you know, it, that was the hardest part is time management. You know, when they're in the classroom, their their day's pretty much structured. When they're here on campus, I wake up, go to workout, go to class, eat lunch, go to practice, study hall. <laughs> they have study hall that may be taking place all throughout the day, you know, different times of the day. But when it's online and they're at home, and like the rest of us, the kitchen was really close by, a lot closer than we wanted it to be. Um, you know, it just took a lot of discipline. And, and, and that was the thing. It took discipline for us. It took discipline for the professors. It took discipline for the student athletes. So it's just, that was a hard transition for everybody, but we survived it. We did well. I was proud of everybody. It was, you know, we, we were all having a big high five on the airwaves when it was over with. Well, kind of looking forward a little bit now, and, and obviously not everything's set in stone or, you know, there's still a lot of moving parts when it comes to the future in this next school year, but is there anything that you guys have already kind of planned out that, yeah, we're going to try and do this for the student athletes and for the university? Well, our first thing is this virtual study hall, and, and we just started that yesterday, um, and it's going well. We're in the day two, doing very well. We're going to have a Zoom meeting at four o'clock today with all the all the uh, football uh, freshmen and transfers, new students, and, you know, remind them of certain, certain things that they have to do in terms of how to check in, how to check out. Some of them just show up. They, we have it all structured. Abby uh, his, and Katie have done a terrific job of getting everything set up. But, um, you know, <laughs> otherwise what's going to be new, um, our, I think really everyone being patient this fall, we're gonna have to really work with all of the student athletes, regardless of if we see them with regularity or not, um, because it's gonna be different. This fall will not be the same as it was in 2019. Everybody knows that. How different will it be? I don't know. I hope it's not that different, but I know it won't be the same just because of COVID. We got that. But, um, you know, I just, uh, we're just gonna be patient with them take it one day at a time and continue on with the encouragement of how to structure and set up their studies times and, and how to properly approach each class. Um, oftentimes we'll see student athletes and, and I know this is not unusual for high school students to wait to the last minute to get their classwork done. And you can't do that in college. Everybody knows, they, they think they can, but then they learn the hard way, yeah. can't do it. So keeping, keeping, up with their studies, staying ahead. And so we have the course syllabi for all the classes. So when they say, I don't have anything to do, we can just pull it up. And go, eh, well, maybe you do. <laughs> so they don't like it when we do that. I certainly don't know anyone that tried to wait till the last minute in college to do their work. Nope. I'm, that's <laughs> no, nope. Doesn't work at Trident Tech. Doesn't work at CSU. Let me tell you. 
Um, something a little bit lighter. I know you're a big golf fan, not just because of the uh, shot behind you there, but uh, how happy are you to have live golf back? You know, we were, it really was, I, I had watched a little bit of the reruns and so forth of all the great classics, but it just got, <clears throat> pardon the pun, old after a while because they, you know, they were already had been, but I thought it was great. I loved it when we saw the first, uh, you know, fun match when Rory and, and uh, who all went out? I can't remember on that first one. Uh, DJ and a few of them went out and then came the next one where Tiger, you know, went up and Phil went up against um, uh, Tom Brady and, and uh, Peyton Manning. I think that was it. Those were fun. And then we get to the tournaments. I thought they were great lead ups. Um, you know, golf is so unique because it's just such an individual sport, even though they have teams of people who travel with them. But um, for these men and soon to be the women when their tour cranks up, I think everybody's just anxious to get live sports back. And I think that's that was part of with golf. It was just fun to see it. I know baseball's getting cranked up or trying to get cranked up. I think they um, are trying to, they're all reporting back now. So we'll see how it all goes. I know they get tested every day in baseball. I think golf gets tested at least two or three times, you know, before they get on the charter and then after they get to the site and then maybe again. But And they've had their positives pop up. But it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And so do you go out and do you play some yourself as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How so, has you gotten out in the last little bit? I know we've been – everybody's been kind of – stuck at home you'd be able to get out in the open air hit the course a couple times right we we so you know my previous life i did what i did so that was what you know as as a college coach so when you get into a position where you're more at a desk kind of like where we are now you don't get to play during the week but um the weekends we play every saturday and sunday my husband and i do so we we that's our kind of get out time it's been hot though i'm not gonna lie it just gets really hot but but we enjoy it it's your favorite local course um so we we play kusaw creek a lot because we live on it and if you live on it you have to belong to it <laughs> it's one of those things um you know charleston has just an incredible amount of golf courses yeaman's hall may be one of the best uh, best quiet ones around and it's a it's in the Hanahan area um but you know the coast has all of them I, I really can't say what's my favorite they're all I like I, I'm because I'm a golfer you play the courses you find it so it's just kind of at this point as I have gotten older my distance is far less than whatever it was it wasn't much to begin with but you know it's finding a course that sets up to the way you play and that's that's kind of you know where you look for things like that. But um, Charleston's just very fortunate. We've just got a lot of go really good golf courses. I'm just down the road in in Archdale, and uh, Killian and I, when we came into the office the other day, drove by Cusa, and I said, I you know I went to Fort Dorchester. I I've always mm -hmm. known that's a good course, but I've never played it. Uh, and I'd love to sometime, but uh, you know Westcott's just right there, and it's a little cheaper, mm -hmm. so it's always the default for me whenever I go. Well, we'll we'll be glad to get you out to Kusa at some point. Right now, I'll be honest. We played uh, this weekend. It was so hot, you know. So I, I that it may have to be late in the evenings now when we can play and some, you know, just because of the heat. But you know, Westcott. I like Westcott. I mean, you got big wide fairways. I said you can land, you know, a large jet airplane out there on those fairways. So I like that. So if I happen to go this way or that way, I mean, that's I'm, definitely what I need. Um, We'll we'll come find you during holiday break and uh, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. it's not, that's not quite the promise that Payne had of getting us on the ocean course, but I'll also take Kusa. So Nick well, just Jason, Jason <clears throat> let me just say this: I'd go with Jason. I we have to get Jason to get us on some courses. So there you go. You can join the group. I was going to say Nick. Nick has been Nick's been working himself into getting us some golf rounds going. I mean, he's he, he's the negotiator. We need a department group outing and just all go. Yeah, we, we, we missed the Buck Club one this year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. so we're all missing mm -hmm. that outing that we had last year and the year before, yeah. before that. So, you know, at some point we need to make it happen. I don't know when, I don't know where, but, you know. 
Let's see what yeah, pain we do. We, we'll see what strings pain can pull for us. He, he said he seems to see think he has a lot of clout. We'll we'll test that. <laughs> He's well, never met a stranger. I know that. Oh yeah. We'll ask you kind of the. Uh, I guess we pretty much ask it to everybody who, who's you know all everybody who golfs. What if you could pick one course that you could play anywhere in the world? What would it be? Augusta National. Right. I've been there. I've been to the tournament a couple of times, but I would love to play it. So I've had the fortunate opportunities through when I was coaching at Alabama to be able to be on some very, very prestigious golf courses. Not necessarily play them because the team would be playing them, but to walk the fairways. But um, and and also just on trips, I've been able to see it like in Scotland, I've been to, I played, you know, when you say you played Turnberry, uh, St. Andrews, Carnoustie, all of those great courses, and they are, and I did get to play those, but, but Augusta, I'd, I'd really like to play that golf course, and I kind of had a sort of about 20 years ago, an opportunity to play it, but then uh, schedules didn't play out, so I had a member who, a friend of a friend, knew a member, and the mem you know, it's one of those deals, but anyway. Close. Close. It didn't happen. <clears throat> I asked uh, Jeffers this, and I'll ask you, uh, if you had a dream foursome at any course, what would it be? Hmm. Dead or alive? Uh, anything. Dream. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to say I would love to play golf with Tiger Woods just to watch that in person. Now, I've seen him play. I've been on the golf. I've been on this, outside the ropes and watched it. So, but I would love to you know, be able to talk to him. Um, Patty Berg, who was one of the founders of the LPGA, and uh, she's fantastic. And this this one's going to but Lee Trevino, because I think he's hilarious. And, you know, that guy plays, he, he just goes up there and walks up there and hits it. You know, it's not all technical. And then the fourth one, that would be the four coming up, right? Or is that four? Did I say, I already gave you four. We'll oh, give you one. Yeah, we'll give you one more. You're I'd be the fifth. I'd be the fifth. Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, Jack Nicholas, no doubt. And I did get to experience a nine-hole exhibition with him a million years ago. I was an assistant club pro in North Carolina, and he came and did an exhibition and I, with, with the LPGA star that day, her name was Jan Stevenson. And um, they had me had, being right there with them and another one of our assistant pros. So um, it was kind of cool. But he, he was a super nice man. He was, a, he was just as, he's just like what you see. I mean, respectful, cordial. He was just wonderful. So I think I do John Daly three times and myself. <laughs> You're not well, gonna have that a bad would be time. interesting. Yeah, you're not gonna have a bad time. Well, that's uh, the thing about Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino is just even to this day. I mean, you know, he's talking while he's taking the club back. So it's, you know, you get you get a little bit of everything. You get that, and then you get Tiger over there who's grinding and all seriousness and everything. And then you get Patty Berg, who's a lot. Who her personality was a whole lot like Lee Trevino's. And then you got Jack in there, who's, you know still very serious about it, but also, you know, he, he, you know, the one thing about Jack Nichols, people don't realize he was a family man and he still is obviously, but even when he, in his heyday of being on the tour, he was a very devout family man, loyal. You just, they didn't talk about that then like they do now. And they didn't, you know, their, their private lives were completely, which is a whole lot nicer in many ways. We didn't have to know, but his was fantastic. I like the group, and well, Nick, I don't know if you've got anything else. No, I think this has been really good. Um, it's you know it's good to see you Friday, Betty, and I was in the office yesterday, didn't get a chance to stop in, but it was good to see you again after the for the yeah. first time in a while. So, um, and it's good to talk, and good to kind of yeah. get you out there, so you know people that don't know how important your role is can kind of get a grasp on what goes on behind the scenes. Well, we just you know it, it, we love what we do, and we love these kids. They're wonderful uh, people. Um, you know, they're not kids, they're young adults, but they're wonderful and they're very, they're just 
make our job so much easier. So kind of just circle back and then I'll, I'll stop talking. You asked what was the difference and big thing about being at home and online, you know, as opposed being able to make those, those student athletes make our lives better and having that interaction, as I said, that's just so important. And hopefully we give a little bit of inspiration back to them, but um, you know, it's just, uh, they make our job really nice and fun and that's makes, you know, makes it more fun to come to work every day besides working with you guys. Oh, oh yeah, obviously, obviously. And Jason and Jason Payne and Jordan. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, of course, naturally, naturally. Oh, well, Either way, we really appreciate it, Betty, for coming on as the, uh, the Associate Athletic Director for Academics. I know I can speak for Nick and myself, all the staff, and uh, I feel like for a very, very large majority of all those student athletes, we can't wait to get back on campus, can't wait to uh, be able to, to see you and actually talk in person and not through a computer screen. <laughs> well, same here. We're, we are anxiously awaiting their arrival. And thank uh, you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Betty. We really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Take care. That was Betty Palmer, the Associate Athletic Director for Academics, and it was great getting to see her and chat with her. And it's she really is. We mentioned it at the, at the start before we got to talking to her, and it's she really is so important to this university and what she does. Yeah, them and compliance are two of the backbones that really don't get talked about too much. You hear about compliance and somebody gets in trouble. But without compliance, people would be getting in trouble a lot more. Without Betty, people would be getting in trouble a lot more for certain things. And they really make everything run so smoothly and have a lot of weight in their shoulders, and they handle it well. Yeah, so she's just an excellent job. We commend her and everything that she does, and we really appreciate what she does for CSU. And so before we get on, again, East Bay Deli, presenting sponsor. We mentioned it's hot outside. You can get it carry out. They can deliver. Check out East Bay Deli, and they will take care of you for lunch, dinner, whatever you need. And so now we're going to move on to the back half. Our second interview of this week, it is Seth Montgomery, the Associate Athletic Director for Communications and Public Relations. Welcome in our second guest of this week's episode of Buccaneer Insider. It is the Associate Athletic Director for Communications and Public Relations, a long title for Mr. Seth Montgomery, who actually is the man who's technically in charge of, of I know myself and Nick and really the whole thing. So thank you for letting us keep doing this every week. No, thank you guys for uh, taking this and just running with it. It's, it's one of those seasons right now where ever, we're trying to look for content. We're trying to kind of provide that behind the scenes uh, look and appeal to what's going on in college athletics at this point of time. And this is a great opportunity and you guys have done a great job with it. Well, thanks for joining us. That'll do it. <laughs> all we need. That's really yeah. all we need. <laughs> uh, so you are in charge of communications, public relations stuff. Uh, what's it been like doing that when there hasn't been sports? Uh, it's definitely been an adjustment. I've been in this field. Um, this will be my 13th year overall uh, in communications as far as uh, collegiate athletics is concerned. This is going to be in my ninth year at CSU starting uh, July 9th. Will be nine years. So it's been an adjustment going from working six, seven, eight athletic events a week uh, to kind of just maintain and record keeping for the last four months. It's definitely been something that I'm not used to. I mean, I'm enjoying having a little bit more free time to spend with my family, but at the same time, it always feels like there's something more that can be done, which is why uh, I'm here at the office trying to get some stuff ready for this upcoming year. And so what have you kind of, typically, you know, for a lot of people that don't know, what is a day-to-day in the regular world look like for a regular season we'll say leading up to a week for football what does your week typically look like uh there's uh, a lot of aspects that go on to it um if you're talking middle of the season of football there really isn't a day off or a time that is taken off because as soon as the final uh, whistle is blown after a game on a saturday saturday nights you have uh, all the post-game interviews. You've got the recaps and coordinating the photos and the videos that are going out to the media and making sure that everything is up-to-date on our social media accounts and our website, csusports.com. So there's the plug. But as well as uh, 
so once you wrap up and you finish with that on game day, the very next day, there's a number of different uh, items that are due to the national office and the Big South Conference office to try to get players, the player of the week accolades, as well as just information out to the various accounts that uh, may not have uh, read what happened at the game on Saturday night. So that happens on Sunday. And then Monday, we're right back into the week where we have our press conference with Coach Denson with our local media members, uh, get ready for practice, uh, start building. If it's a home game, that's when we start building the game day program. Our game notes, we situate and put together our graphic content as well as just get ready for the uh, video elements that we need to put for the basic home game uh, atmosphere at uh, CSU um, at the football stadium. And then a lot of that's uh, the rest of the week is just building and maintaining. We have more interviews that happen throughout the week. Uh, we sit down with players and just try to build some of the storylines that'll go into that week's competition. And then before you know it, everything has come to a head and we're back there for kickoff again on Saturday, making sure that uh, everything is ready to go and that uh, people are able to uh, watch and enjoy the game. So it's kind of a whirlwind for that 12 to 13 week, week period because it just seems like it goes nonstop. It really is a, a 24 seven job pretty much for you. And, and there's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of downtime, not much, not much space for vacation hours to come into play. Uh, not really, but uh, there are some times that I do get to spend with my family. I've got a uh, now two year old son that uh, he was kind of my little mini helper this past season where for our home games, he and I, started a little tradition where we'd stop and we'd pick up donuts on our way to the field at uh, 8 or 9 a.m. to go ahead and just do our preview and our walk through the building to make sure everything was ready to go. And then he and I would sit on the second floor and we'd just hang out and talk as much as he could. But then he would sit and he would uh, just munch on donut holes and just run around and laugh and just have a good time. All right, we're back. Seth is back. We got had a little bit of a computer update that had to be done. So that's been taken care of. We're all back. We're ready to go. And you were just finishing up talking about kind of your tradition on game days with your son. And really, the, the, you mentioned that this is a, it's a 24-7 job. And it's good that you've been able to, to find that time to get and find family time when you're working as much as you are and having to be here. Yeah. Uh being able to uh, spend that time with my family is definitely important to me, especially um, uh, since I welcomed uh, my daughter here in February as well. So now we've got a house with two little ones that are uh, two years old and uh, younger. So it's definitely uh, exciting to spend more time with them. And when push comes to shove, being able to take that time uh, just means that I have a very good staff around me and being able to uh, trust them to get things handled and taken care of so that I don't need to look over their shoulder and make sure that things are ready to go. It's just nice to be able to just rely on them and allow them to essentially tell me to step back and take this time. A prime example of how much Seth does, though, is uh, when he went out last year, um, the birth of his daughter, it took about three of us to oversee the duties that he's usually keeping on his shoulders. So um, we like having you around, but uh, we're glad that you're getting time off. But uh, yeah, there is a lot more on our shoulders when you're gone and we're happy to do it because you've earned it. I appreciate that. It's definitely, uh, it, the way that I look at it and the way that I look at uh, college athletics uh, as a whole and just working in college athletics, particularly from the communication side, uh, I sat down to interview with the Big South uh, about this last year. But uh, every day in college athletics, there's something new that's going on. There's either a new storyline that needs to be pursued. There's a, a game that's happening that no one's ever seen before. Um, there's a conversation that's not been had or there's a new technique that we can learn and try. So every day there's something new. So every day there's something that um, just continually draws you in and brings you back. And yeah, there are some additional responsibilities that come along the way from time to time. But uh, the part that I enjoy the most is just, I mean, every day there's something new that you can learn, that you can grow, that you can either teach or develop or something along those lines. And I mean, I just love the atmosphere. 
Yeah, people ask me like, you know, what is your, if your future holds and would you go pro and everything? And I, I always tell them like, there is something about the college atmosphere where you're always learning something. And if you are in a sport, by the time you're like, all right, I'm kind of over this. Hey, guess what? New things are starting. New things are starting. All right, basketball's been great, but I'm kind of over it. Oh, hey, it's baseball season. You know, whereas if you're in professional baseball or or, or hockey or whatever, it's that for nine months. It, it is that. It is nice to have that ever-evolving, ever-changing atmosphere that you're around. Absolutely, and just being able to talk with the different athletes and different coaches uh, is definitely just refreshing unto itself. I've been here nine years. Uh, we have 16 sports here at Charleston Southern, and in one way, or another I have been the primary media contact for each of the 16 sports at one time or another so it's been able to just uh, work with the different programs the different athletes uh, the different times of year I mean you just touched on it right there there are times where after a while things get to be monotonous you kind of fall into your routine and here's what happens on this day and here's what I need to accomplish and get ready for this next day so being able to switch it up but uh, definitely just keeps you going and looking forward a little bit for the fall is you mentioned your job is it's you got to get everything lined up and especially now during the summer it's you want to get everything laid out early get it done out of the way so everything's just ready to go what have you been up to and what what can you do with so many question marks regarding the fall uh it's a lot of preparation uh in some ways in some aspects you kind of have to pretend like it's almost business as usual until someone else uh, makes that decision. A lot of those decisions are made at a higher pay grade than I currently am. So there's a number of ways that I just have to kind of continue and like everything is going on as usual. So, uh, I mean, right now this week, I've got uh, a whiteboard that's uh, up here above my desk just of different projects. And it's one of, think of like three that I've got stuff written on. But it's working on uh, the football media guide. It's working on the football game day program, the season programs. Uh, it's a lot of football stuff, but I'm also working on volleyball posters, soccer posters, different uh, schedule releases as uh, those get more locked into place, being able to tell people when our soccer team is going to play, volleyball team is going to play, uh, cross country when they'll compete, as well as our golf programs. And then there's also the whole added aspect too that I am also our graphic designer for the CSU athletic department so putting together all the uh, design materials for the uh, book club brochure and uh, all that entails with our fundraising and development as well as uh, just the game day atmosphere pieces and a number of different things so there's a lot that crosses my desk I do stay uh, pretty busy but uh, right now it's I'm having to proceed almost like it is business as usual until I'm told otherwise. Uh, things were slow for a while. It was a big project you were finally able to tackle. Uh, I mean, some of the big projects that uh, we have been working on um, recently and trying to develop is we're doing of our Hall of Fame process. Uh, going back through the Big South Conference that uh, they just recently announced over this past month, the uh, 2010 to 2019 All-Decade teams. And I'm uh, proud to say that I actually got to witness most of those athletes uh, during my time since I started here in 2012. So being able to go back and just relive those accomplishments are great, but it kind of sparked the idea that uh, some of these athletes that we had that were recognized on the All-Decade team, as well as uh, previous All-Decade teams from the Big South, haven't quite received some of the recognition that uh, they rightly deserve. So we've been going back through just our entire Hall of Fame process and figuring out, okay, what accomplishments have our athletes had? What accolades have they had? Where do they rank up against uh, our all-time records? Where do they rank up against the Big South all-time records? And just trying to piece all that together has been a huge project uh, unto itself. And I can't thank Derek Bennington enough uh, my associate director, just for all his time and effort that he's been putting in for that. But uh, I mean, there's just a number of other projects uh, we're trying to put together. Uh, essentially, all the pieces that uh, people will see when they uh, drive past Buccaneer Field on the video board, as well as just all of our printed materials, too. So it's hard to narrow down one project, but I will say probably the one that I'm most proud of is just the uh, development of where we currently sit with our Hall of Fame process, our nominees, and that. Uh, and all that entails.
so we, we've talked a lot about what your busy life looks like with, with work. And you mentioned you've got your, your two kids now. What are some of the things you like to do away from the office to kind of get away from everything? <laughs> uh, when, when that happens, uh, th there's a lot of time where I just uh, want to sit back and enjoy and not really do a whole lot. Um, it's nice to just take that time and my son has a lot of toy cars, so we will go and we'll play toy cars or we'll go out in the backyards and uh, shoot baskets or something like that. It's just right now I'm in that time of life where my downtime and my away time is just spending time with my family. Uh, whether we're in the house, which has been a majority of the last couple of months, just with uh, everything Uh, just getting out and exploring going to the playground with him or something with my son it's just it's nice to spend a lot of time with my family and then when they're all down um i'm an avid reader i definitely like a lot of the historic a lot of uh, books about uh history history of our nation and just uh, general world history overall so i've got a nice collection that uh when we recently rearranged uh, some of the rooms in our house able to put uh, a bookshelf next to uh my side of the bed and being able to uh, have some of my favorite books there that I can just pull down and read uh, whenever the urge hits. What are some of the, uh, what are some of the kind of the good, the best couple ones that you've read so far in the last few months? Oh, that is a, that is a good question. Um, I actually just recently um, finished off uh, one of the, primary writers that uh, I enjoy is uh, Jeff Shara. And he's got a lot of uh, historical books where he kind of dives into the mindsets of three or four people from either a given battle um, or a given uh, part in history. And I actually just finished uh, his four part series on the uh, War of the West in the uh, Civil War, which was uh, just enlightening just to see from the aspects of everyone that was involved in those fights, um, what uh, what their personal beliefs were, and uh, it opened opened the eyes uh, in some ways just to what the realities of the situation were back then. But uh, also, my wife and I are avid uh, Lord of the Rings fans. We typically watch those movies whenever they come out. So over Christmas, I got essentially the entire Tolkien collection. And I've worked my way through all three of the Lord of the Rings books, The Hobbit, The Silmarillion, and I'm working on a few other things right now. So, so, it, so it, it's nice just to sit back and read. Funny story. This is my favorite book. And it is by Jeff Stead. It's based on the Battle of Gettysburg. Yep. So I know all about it. And for an added feature, it is signed by Martin Sheen because he played Robert E. Lee in Gettysburg, the adaptation of the, of the book. So... I didn't realize that, but I've got a couple of the dad and son's books as well. It's good stuff. Yeah, he, he's dived into a lot. I actually was uh, looking the other day online and found uh, a book that he wrote about the Korean War that I'm interested in, as well as uh, the uh, war over uh, Texas, which is something that I want to go back and take a look at some point as well. But uh uh, they're easy to read. He just has a way of diving into the characters that I just enjoy. Yeah, because when his dad wrote that original book, The Killer Angels, it was it, history books were history, history, history. And this was, you don't want to say fictionalized history, but to, a, to an extent, yeah, that's right. Because you are getting in the heads of the colonels and the generals and all these people, assuming some of what they say, but basing it on their actions. And that was kind of breaking groundbreaking at the time and his son has really taken that mantle and done the same thing with others and they're really good yeah absolutely uh so while we're going to history um you got you've been at csu for a while you said it not me um best athlete doesn't matter the sport best athlete you've seen come through oh best athlete that i've seen come through um well, like I said, I've worked with all 16 programs, so I could probably give you a best athlete per program that uh, might get me in trouble with some of these athletes that I still consider some of my friends. But uh, pound for pounds, if I had to say uh, the best athlete that I've seen come through, I want to say it's a tie between two 
that uh, come to mind. And they are uh, Eric Ostell, uh, former offensive lineman for our football team that was the first football player invited to the NFL Combine. Um, just someone that big should not be able to move that quickly or that skilled. But, uh, I mean, he stood out every time he was on the field. And then you have to go back to 2013-14. Uh, He's a guy that I wish we had on the football team longer just for the shoot that he made. But Christian Reyes was just a beast at running back. I think he put together the only 1,000-yard rushing game that we've had in CSU, 1,000-yard rushing season that we've had in CSU history. And he was just a real game changer, took a lot of those uh, running backs that you see now at the top of uh, our record book. He took him under his wing. But he was one of those guys that uh, he, he was just built in a different way, and he was the type of football player that we hadn't seen at the program as of yet. And yeah, he was just a wrecking ball and a force. So I would say it. For, uh, those two guys, pound for pound, were probably the best athletes that uh, I've seen during my time. Reyes was there right when I started, and that was a guy you did not want to mess with on the field. Very large, built mm -hmm. like a running back, and was just yeah, that was that was a big man. And, and yeah, I can agree with that one. Yeah. So so th those would be my top two. Pretty good, pretty good top two there. The uh, the CSU's representative for the combine, a pretty cool thing there, and then one of the best running backs to come through. When it comes to you know, kind of your your travels, and you know, you don't you're, you're based in Charleston, obviously, and you spend a lot of time there, but you do get to travel around. Where's one of your favorite places you've gotten to travel around, being in sports? Um, I would probably say that the most enjoyable trip that I've made uh, and one that I would love to go back and do again was the uh, game that uh, or was the season our football team opened up at Mississippi State. It was just a completely new atmosphere and it was one of those ones that we actually got to uh, which got in the night before the game and they were hosting and it was a season opener so they're hosting like their season opener block party uh, probably mile down the road from our uh, hotel. And we just got to go around and mingle with the different fans and enjoy that. So got to walk around. Everyone was just very nice, complimentary. And uh, it was just a really good experience from start to finish. But uh, as far as a, an athletic perspective, probably the best trip that I got to be a part of and one that I always remember is the uh, – year that our football team opened up at North Dakota State. Um, just walking into the Fargo Dome for the first time, hearing the crowd uh, roar, because that was the year after uh, Carson Wentz was drafted number two. Mm -hmm. And uh, just that entire experience, uh, listening just throughout the game uh, to the crowd and just seeing the atmosphere and seeing almost 20,000 people there cheering on the game in uh, Fargo, North Dakota. It was just a fantastic environment. And then came so close to pulling off that upset, which would have been sweet. But uh, I would say those two trips uh, are among the best. And then you can never go wrong with a trip to Charlotte. I usually make that trip a few times a year. I haven't been able to this year just uh, because of travel concerns. But uh, usually Charlotte's a great place. That's where the Big South Conference offices are located. And that's where we typically host our uh, conference media days. And it's just enjoyable to be up there, mainly because of the people that you get to spend around. So, um, we are, from an athletic communication standpoint, we are kind of a brotherhood um, when it comes down to uh, just being around it. Because a lot of us, even though we're different areas, we share the same experiences. And we get to just kind of sit back and swap stories. We're a lot like uh, the, the coaches. And I just want to sit back and swap stories and learn from and talk to. And uh, those times are most enjoyable. Well, Nick, I don't know if you've got anything else. I know that Seth, you're, uh, you're extremely busy, always, uh, always doing something. And yeah, I don't know if you got anything else for him, Nick. Uh, update your computer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm working on that. Uh, I've been mostly using my iPad, but I figured that you guys wanted me to look dead on the camera instead of off to the side. So I uh, pulled 
laptop. I mean, typically I use my laptop for game days, my desktop for everything else. And you're right, I should update it because uh, we will be on game day sooner than anyone else is uh, counting on and expecting. Yeah, before we know it, and we're all very much itching to get back there. Yeah. We definitely are. Well, Seth, thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck with everything going forward, getting everything ready for this fall. And uh, we look forward to hopefully being back in the office and being able to, to be around each other again soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. I look forward to having you guys back. I will say that uh, usually having somewhere between uh, 9 to 12 people roaming through our office on a given day between our full-time staff, our part-timers, our game day workers, uh, to right now, just having me back here is definitely a little different, but uh, I, I miss the encouragement and just the activity and everything that you guys bring, and I can't wait to have you guys back. Well, looking forward to it. Thanks, Seth, uh, for all that you do, and thanks for joining us. Uh, that's Seth Montgomery, the Associate Athletic Director for Communications and public relations. That was Seth Montgomery, the Associate Athletic Director for Communications and Public Relations. A long title for a very busy man. And, you know, we, we kind of have to, I feel like we kind of have to kiss up to him a little bit. I mean, he is the one, like we said, that's letting us keep doing this every week. So, you know, we got we to say good things. Yeah, without him, I would not have this job, literally and figuratively, because I went through an experience in my life that was scarring when it came to full-time sports jobs. And uh, he was very patient and uh, open about what to expect. And I was like, all right, sure, whatever, I'll give it a try. And now I'm, I love working here. So without him, I don't have this job and not just because he hired me. So uh, I'm always indebted to him. And I always try to see if I can take some off his plate because he's a very busy man, but we love having him around and we, we're glad he's our direct boss. And I'm not saying that because he's my direct boss. Yeah, no, we really appreciate everything that Seth does. And really, it's it's just a little, it's a tiny slice of kind of what it looks like behind the scenes and what makes every single week going into uh, for a sports season look like. It's it's absolutely insane. Everything that we do is minuscule compared to that. Yeah, uh, I mean, he told you the rundown of what happens for football. You know, that's a bigger sport, so it requires a little more attention. But imagine even just halving that basketball women's basketball baseball softball you know you name the sport and it's the same kind of preparation game in and game out so it's just their role is exhausting it can seem thankless so if you know an SID say thank you yes yeah definitely if you know one if you work with one don't forget say thank you because uh, without them any of that information that you might have or they might need it does not exist Derek Bennington, Harrison Huntley, thank you. Yes. Even Hannah, thank you, Hannah. Yes, we appreciate all of the SIDs for helping our job a little, making our job a little bit easier. But I think that's going to do it for this week. It was another good week, uh, as always. It's always fun chatting with everybody, and like we said, getting a little behind the scenes peek at, at what everything goes like. Yeah, uh, you know, we kind of gave it a behind the scenes for us last week. Now it's behind the scenes for this, and. Uh, it's a direction we're going to try to go a little bit more before we loop back around to sports because there are some people behind the scenes that you might not know, some faces you do know, some you might take for granted that you're like, oh, this is what they're up to and get to know them a bit more. It's a, just another nice deep dive into athletics. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you all joining us again this week. For my partner, Nick Case, my name is Killian McClatchy, and we'll see you all next time here on Buccaneer Insider.